Welcome to Hoof and Horn, a witch's podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, paganism, music, the occult, and whatever else we want. So we're talking. And we're talking. Samuel's talking. I'm talking. Hello. He's talking. I'm talking. I'm talking. talking. I really don't understand the premise of Labyrinth. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. He's just stealing the kid to to be the Goblin King. (laughs) Uh, He was was stealing him to be the Goblin King. I was thinking it was because he had some type of weird connection with Sarah. Because it seems like he knows her from something. Oh, right. Well, it's kind of gross because Sarah's like 16 years old and he's like all real up in her business. He's, he's immortal, so like, who knows how old his right. ass is. And he has, um... He has a twig of berries.
a little scared of me Like you've seen something in my periphery Some kind of devil hanging over me That I'll never run to ground Oh, I'll never run to ground But a blessing is a blessing and a curse Hello world, we've been away for a long time. You know you probably just blew people's eardrums out. I do that all the time. All I'm the sorry. time. Okay, so <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Hello, Braxton. How are you? Um, okay. Um it has been a minute. It's been quite a minute. That's okay. Yeah. We do this when we want to do this, That's and true. when we can. Yeah, and, and what was our last one about? Tarot cards, I think, possibly? I think. That we were going to make yeah. a deck, and we were and just we're talking gonna, about them, and shit. And we're still going to, you know, revisit that topic. Sure. Um, we've got a couple of things planned so far, so we'll have a little pause on the tarot topic, but we can always come back to it, because a la Cartman, we do what we want. That's right. What have Res- you been up to? Respect my authority. Respect. What have you been up to? Playing drums, um, trying to keep my sanity with all the everybody's masks and vaccines and Mm -hmm. gatherings and just all the political bullshit that goes along with it. I'm real sick of like seeing new Karen shit all the time. I feel real sorry for anybody named Karen, so let me just say that right (laughs) away. That's not your fault. That really sucks for you. I, I get that. But uh, it just seems like every day somebody is stepping on somebody else. and TYT, I wish a Karen would. Yeah. Right? That, I mean, whole, that whole segment. We were just at a pizza place the other night. We watched some <sighs> dickhead uh, walk up on this 80-year-old mentally ill person in line and yeah. just like walked up on him like he was some sort of young man and this guy's you know roiding out on him uh you know got the black t-shirt and the muscles and 
a black hat and just being a total dick for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, it was bad. Actually, so we have a, a guest on our podcast right now who's not really going to be a guest, but we're going to get to that. But I didn't tell you about this. And it 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 triggered my Long Island. Oh, yeah, it did. But it's, it's good that it did. I'm glad it, that it did. Yeah, it really did. We stopped to bring some pizza home after the event. And like Braxis said, there was just suddenly a, an, an old man in line who hadn't been in the line and went between these two uh, mom jeans wearing girls. Cause I'm sorry, mom jeans. And I know like whatever, styles are change, but you're like light denim washed, high waisted mom jean isn't that attractive. And her um, fly was down. Did you notice that? Her fly was down? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my in my head when we had the argument Dirty. with them, I was kind of like waiting for that moment to just go, by the way, your fly's down. But that never really happened. <laughs> happened, yeah. They were just, I guess, bothered by this, this man. And all of a sudden, there's this, you know, black tank top wearing... 25-year-old... Dipshit who literally stepped up to this old man who, P.S., is wearing a mask. Now, he's wearing the mask technically wrong. If you're wearing masks, he's got it over his, only his mouth, and he didn't have it over his nose. But this kid got within a half an inch of this man's face. Mm -hmm. All about how he stepped in between his friends. And I'm just watching, like, did I miss something? Did he touch one of these women? Like, what's going on? He did not. And as he's sort of, tests, like, really stepping up to him, then, and I'm just, I'm watching... And then this guy looks at me and like, no one else can see me, but you guys just sort of smirks like, yeah, I'm like, I'm handle it, handling it. And then I went, no. There was nothing to handle. No. And then the girl behind the counter said, hold on, sir. Are you here for an order? Like, did you order? And... The old guy the old just said he says, wanted a Coke. Yeah, I just want a soda. And there's a long line. So I can understand, and he's old, and he just wants a frickin' drink. And she goes, come on down to the end, sir. I'll help you. And this guy mouths off again, and that's when I I was trying to I was trying to contain myself because Braxis was with me. And if Braxis had not been with me, it'd have been ten million times worse because no one would have been I wouldn't been like, I don't want to upset the people I'm with. And I just said, No, no, and I took the man by, gently by the arm. I said, come on, sir, I'm gonna, I'll help you. Come on, let's go down here. As he's still mouthing off, mouthing off. And then the, he- The black T-shirt Black T-shirt guy is mouthing off. off. Yeah. So he buys it. I told him where to put his debit card thing. He gives them a $2 tip, P.S., on his soda. And then well, I, I show him where he, how he has to sign. He takes literally 45 seconds to sign his name because he's real shaky. And then we hit done, and I'm like, there you go, you're good, you're good. So go, your soda's right over there, go get your soda, you're, you're good. I step back in line with Braxis, and, it, and I'm like, okay, my heart is pounding because I'm so angry, and I'm trying to keep myself together, and here comes dipshit black t-shirt guy again. I just want to, and he doesn't come to me. He goes to Braxis which, to explain himself. Which was weird because I never looked at him. No, you never it said anything. It was like he was saying some, something off in the distance, but was right next to my face. And Yeah. 
Like, you're strange. the one that's in control of me? Like, that's how I'm taking it. The over-emotional it. woman. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. you. He had the wrong idea. Fuck off. No one's controlling and you. And finally, Braxis just, like, turns his head and looks at him like, what are you even doing? He's like, I just want to explain to you. This guy takes advantage all the time. And I was like, there was no reason for you to do that. No reason at all. He was just trying to get a drink. And when I get angry, like, the garage doors of rage come down. So I'm not exactly sure... What happened after that? You were calmer. Maybe you remember. Well, I just remember him trying to say that the. I, I guess there is a facility behind this pizza place that, you know, is a mental for, illness for, for, mentally, for the elderly. Right, and uh, I mean this guy was probably sixty. If and I'm, I'm gonna go close to se- closer to seventy. Closer to seventy, okay. At least. And I mean the guy stepped on him. The black T-shirt guy stepped up to him like he was a young man and just. Like, like they were going to throw down over a soda. That he had picked a target that he knew was not going to fight back. So it was time for him to muscular out masculinity over the uh-huh. fucking top. And, uh, Probably to impress mom jeans, girls. Yes, I'm, you know, I'm sure it was. Oh, that was exactly you know, why. And you're stepping up to a 70-year-old man. I mean, yeah. Yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, how impressive could that be? Even if it wasn't an It wasn't. Situation. And I just kept saying, I remember now that I was just kept saying, I don't need your explanation. Like, I don't even, just get the fuck out of here. I'm not asking you for an explanation. Your explanation doesn't so matter. Cool. And he's like, well, you, you know, you made me feel like shit. You made me look like a you piece made, of shit. Look, made me look, why? Because I went to help the elderly man instead of trying to fight him? Right. And I said, no, that wasn't me, guy. If you feel like a piece of shit, that's on you. And his girlfriend's going, no, that's on you. Mom Jeans is now going to yell Which at me. Which is such a Step hilarious... Up, Mom Jeans. Come on. Just a funny <laughs> argument of, of getting in an argument that what's on you about making him look like a piece of shit. Yeah, it's, it's my fault that he now feels like a piece of shit because he could have been kind to the man instead of trying to fight the old man. Yep. And I was just like, no, I'm going to take care of this. So basically, the moral of this story is, don't be a dick, yeah. right? Don't Period. be a dick. Don't take the roids. But, and and I, as a witch, it's kind of a version of the Italian mom curse. But don't think I didn't wit, right? Don't think I did not wish upon him that same kind of treatment when he's an old man, right? Will it be right? No, but it'll be fucking earned. She's, a, she's in it for the long game. I am. <laughs> she is a 50 year down the road. I think it ended with okay. a couple fuck yous. Yeah, and, and, and such a gentleman, right? right? Such a gentleman, you're stepping in between my friends. But on the way out, you're screaming fuck you to me. Yeah. So, so hey, Mr. Gentleman Savior Dude. If you you're know, out there... And you were at Goodfellas Pizza. You're a dick face. Last Sunday, September uh, the 4th. Go fuck yourself. And I would lay off... <laughs> I would, I'd lay off the roids for a while, yeah. man. Oh, I think I yelled at him, too. No, you said, go... go your last go word, bulk. go balk out on somebody else. And that's when you got... That's when you got the fuck you. So, yeah, that was good times. Those good times, people. I would call that a Ken, mm-hmm. right? We got the Karens, we got the Kens. Right. So we ran into a Ken, and it's only because Braxis was there that I didn't literally try to fight this Ken. So <laughs> Yeah, she literally <laughs> came to the table after all that was done and said, I'm not apologizing. And I was like, 
Why, why would you think that I would want you to apologize for standing up for this old man? But that's just because I was, was screaming at. in the middle of the pizzeria. Yeah, like it right. got to a point where I was screaming, right. and I know I'm outrageous at times. In so. the end of it, though, he got taken care of, and somebody who worked there, a woman there, was super nice and super cool, and like told us that she went outside to make sure this black t-shirt guy and his minions weren't hanging out you know like waiting, waiting for us for to come us. outside or whatever yeah, it was good so the, that was they were uh, i commend godfather's pizza for that very much yeah well done well done yeah but that was that Aww. story and yeah. i think that was just from what we've been up to yeah Ray, yeah that's what that you know being upset about karen's mm-hmm. and we had our own ken we had our own ken experience mm-hmm. um what have i been doing well hold on All i right. did find something out in those months that we didn't uh oh, do a podcast what'd you find out the the black market vinyl <laughs> came out with a second album <laughs> and it's called hymns for the damned and, and it's on bandcamp.com and bandcamp's pretty cool because they'll even let you listen to the whole album like three times before they ask you for money but if you're listening to this and you like witchy folky americana uh, Music, yeah, kind of a rockabilly, but not. Um, check it out. It's yes. good stuff. I'm just going to say... Um, we could probably I'm play a song very today. Much, yeah, I will. I'll play some songs from this um, because I have them. I've, I, of course, purchased said Black Market Vinyl album. And I know that Black Market Vinyl will let me use it. Um, but I just want to say, you know, Boogaloo, for instance... Is that a, lyrics. What, okay, so that's what, a this song? This is track yeah. 10, All right. Boogaloo. Track 10. I got a mojo hand and a rabbit's foot, bloodied hands, face blackened with soot. On the river's bank, my ankles deep in mud, make the waters run red with chicken's blood. That's pretty good lyrics. It's kind of witchy. You find it, I think, throughout the uh, throughout the albums. Oh, yeah. Mentions. I almost took a, a uh, count of how many times I heard the word devil in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was it 666? Yeah. Probably. 0.666? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so that's the my little info. And now, T-Rex, what have you been doing? I've just been busy with other people's babies. And um, we went to Starwood. Ooh. Right? You went. I did. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Um, We set up the new Gaia Shrine there. Maybe I'll put some pictures of it on our... Our Instagram and our TikTok because that was beautiful. She was looking good. She was looking really nice. And I'm just rearranging my schedule so I'm not running around so crazy. And I can do things more like this um, and my own stuff. And it's very inspiring. And I wish I could start this new idea tomorrow, but I have to kind of wait it out to the beginning of the year. But it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, so let's get to our Let's do it. Third. Let's get right to this. We are inviting on a third co-host. With a threesome. To, a, yes. a menage a trois. Yes, onto hoof and horn. <laughs> I've also heard of the term devil's triangle, so. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <You're> so disgusting. <laughs> so everybody, welcome Samuel to our podcast. Yay! Hi, everyone. Hi. Wonderful to be here. What have you been up to, Samuel? Who oh, are you, Samuel? Who am? Okay, so who, who am I first, and then what I've been up to? Yeah. Um, so I'm. My name is Samuel. I recently graduated college. Very excited and very uh, excited to look forward to going to 
more college. I just love the mm-hmm. academic abuse, but <laughs> the uh, the wonder I get from it just is astounding. So Knowledge there is you power. Go. Um, I have been a practicing witch for over nine years, um, and I just am a solo practitioner. I'm a traditional witch solo practitioner. Um, along the lines of that, I was initiated into my godmother's spiritual house in 2017, Yaya Ganga, who I just adore to death. Um, and she started my practice with a foundation of ancestral veneration. And then I met my current high priestess, who's a baddie. Absolutely love her. Um, and I'm a votary of the Morgan. I dedicated myself to her on the priesthood training this past Beltane, Mayday, uh, and that's who I am. Pretty simple, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty elegant, I might say. Well, hello, good sir. Well, howdy do. I'm glad you're going to be a part of this, man. Oh, I'm so excited to spill all the tea. You guys can hear <laughs> all of my just delicious opinions. Well, I feel like that is when I thought about it. I was, I, you know, you and I have really great conversations. The three of us have great conversations when we're all together for ritual and stuff like that. Um, and I thought it would be another perspective, and also the fact that, you know, Braxis and I are older than you, and I really do think that it's valuable to have input and opinions and perspective from you know a 20 something as opposed to us 40 somethings and i think it's a good sort of marriage of where people are coming from in their practice perspectives like i said and i think that can only be beneficial as we go forward 100 percent, i agree mm-hmm. i agree the cooperation between elders and uh, young people making their way in the craft is vital to the uh, continuation of it. Absolutely. And, you know, and I even, I have my elders, you have your elders. Um, it would be great to, you know, get even get some of our elders in here for interviews and such, you know, but uh, I feel like the three absolutely. of us could probably have some, uh, good conversations, meeting conversations. I mean, we already were yelling and screaming about a Ken, so we're <laughs> right there. We're good. Uh-huh. And, and again, I apologize to anyone named Ken right now. <laughs> That's why I kept trying to call him Black T-shirt. Black T-shirt guy. Yeah. It's it's bad, it's bad though. I literally, whenever people named, women named Karen come into my workspace, I immediately have an already preconceived notion of, mm, she's going to ruin my day. And honestly... I feel like all the ones that come into my work are overly nice because they their name is Karen. Because their name is Karen. <laughs> That's exactly why. They're so sweet. They're so nice. And I'm like, Karen, you really, you really break the mold. Right. You really break right. the mold. If that's going to make Karen's nicer, that's good. <laughs> Only Karen's with the K nicer. Karen's with the C are still going to be horrid. Oh. <laughs> is that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry with Karen, for Karen's with the C. Maybe some of you aren't. We know one of those. We do know one Karen with a C, and she's lovely. She is lovely. Lovely witch on her. Aww. Um. So let's have a black market vinyl song, and then we'll come back, and we're going to be talking about witchcraft and social media. Okay. Bing, bong, bing.
So that actually is. Um, have you ever seen her, the Disney Hercules? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So that's a million times. A million times, right? So that is Pegasus. After Zeus creates Pegasus, as a you know, he's a brilliant horse with the brain of a bird, and he goes, burr, 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 and then looks like, wait a minute, is that an insult? So I always make uh, the, the Pegasus sound. Burr, burr, burr. Okay, so that was Boogaloo. Yep, we heard the word devil in there. I think a whole somewhere. bunch of times. Yep. Apparently, she's trying to get her woman back from the devil. Crazy shit, man. You know? Good song. I like it. Good song. Gree gree bags and and mojo hands and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of they have a song called Monkey Ball too. Mm-hmm. Monkey Backwoods ball. Gypsy. You know it. Can you fix me? Yeah, save me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's fix me. Oh, okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, but... Anyway, so our topic: <sighs> witchcraft and social media. Blah blah blah. So you're new to our podcast, uh, Samuel, and I'm going to turn the table right on you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay. Um, I have many thoughts about this situation. I have a lot of, we could call it an egregore. You know, the the witchcraft and social media could totally, we could embody as a spirit in this moment. Um, I adore that there that it, there is visibility for witchcraft i think that that is a very positive thing um, at the same time i think that that is a very negative thing mm-hmm. and that's and on the same thing the visibility um i highly i highly believe in the to keep secret i think that witchcraft is very much performed in the dark alone with your spirits by you and that's really about it um, I think that there are a lot of expectations and aspirations for people that post a lot of their rituals, their spell work, their altars, and all of their most sacred things online because that's what content creators require as a witch to get likes, right. to get money, to be popular is to post those things because you could post a prayer or even an information-based post and it would not do nearly as well as a post where you put a picture of your active spell work and what you did under it. I think that there's a desperate need for community and I think that that's what social media encourages and I very much appreciate that. But I also think, again, in that same vein, it make it creates a weak community almost because you're so reliant on other people you don't know how to rely upon yourself and your elders and the spirits that are around you that you work with deities guides guardians ancestors angels whatever you want to call them the universe you're relying on others to help you through when it's kind of always going to be on you even if you have elders it's you're going to be able to take it as far as you want. And I think that social media, while it is a, a on the surface level community, because you can be like, Oh my God, you're a witch. I'm a witch. You practice kind of the same thing I do. Great connection. 
But other than that, there really isn't a deeper conversation that's occurring between connecting with somebody that you like their pictures, right. you know? Right. You know, having been in the, you know, witchcraft and pagan community for over 20 years, it gives me a vantage point of seeing this develop, right? And so when I became interested or started, you know, my path, there was definitely some hoops to jump. And I think that the, the, the accessibility, I could, like if I could have just opened up my phone, right? Now, I didn't even have cell phones in 1999, my friends, right? No, I mean, they were there, but I didn't have one. You know, not many of us did. I went to Pagers Witchbox. Huh? Pagers, right? Me. Beat me. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly that was just possible. That was doctors and drug <laughs> right? dealers. Or your parents there. telling you to get your ass home. Okay. Um, you know, it was a matter of going to Barnes and Noble and going to Borders Bookstore and spending the afternoon in there and finding the magazines. If, if Sage Woman, if that Borders or Barnes and Noble had Sage Woman or. Um, there are a couple other ones that I can't even think of the titles right now, but Witches and Pagans that used to be out even a little bit later than that. It took a bit, you know, crawling through the one website that you could find of the Witch's Voice and then finding your country and then find your state and then see who had an ad up and then reach out by email. While that took a while, it also, I look back on that and go, there's something to that because then you have to sort of pursue it and actively work, wait for that email to come in. And then are you going to go someplace and meet with some people? Are you going to go to that event? Are you going to go to this open group, right? Where you're meeting in person and developing those relationships and community that way. And I think that having it accessible is really great because I feel like it should be if anybody is interested in it, they should have the ability to proceed and find a way through. At the same time, I'm seeing not just young people, but new practitioners suddenly being these authoritative voices. And you've been doing this for five minutes. You know, why am I scrolling I through? I think TikTok is... is is a love or hate it thing for me. I find that I'm not offered too much of witch talk. You know, I get a lot of funny things, uh, educational stuff, Native American, Black Lives Matters things. I, that's great. Okay, cool. Hilarious things. But every now and then when I do see something that's TikTok, I mean, it's like a kid reading. Do You're given readings by reading from the booklet. <laughs> and... You have like 6,000 million followers? What? What? Go ahead, Samuel. Yeah. What do you got to say? Um, I see you busting at the seams. <laughs> so I think that along that vein of uh, accessibility, um, I'm currently taking a class by Matthew Venus mm -hmm. um, through Spiritus Arcanum, and it's the Foundations of Witchcraft. Literally one of the first things they said was, I believe knowledge belongs to no one but no one is entitled to it at that same time. Right. I think social media has made 
witchcraft so accessible that now everyone get when they're told no it's immediately your gatekeeping yes it is not it is not a no because you are not ready it is not a no because i am energetically not prepared it is not no because the knowledge base is not there you don't have a foundation you just learned how to light a candle Mm -hmm. you know you're there is steps there's levels there's layers to it and i think social media has blown the door open I mean, you could scroll through thousands of thousands of practitioners telling you how to curse people to death. Yeah. And you're like, who you you just learned what the word manifestation was and now you're and now you're showing other people how to do death curses. Yeah. You know? Um so I I, I think the accessibility is great, but I think at the same time it creates that notion of you deserve to know everything, and that is false. It is false. You don't de- you don't deserve to know anything until you proved yourself worthy of it. It's a that's a requirement. It's a de- it's a deep requirement mm-hmm. that I think social media has lacked. Yeah, and you know, there is something to be said of the journey, right? So, if we are just running headlong straight into, I learned this. It, we're not nurses right? Nurses, it's learn one, do one, teach one. Like literally that's how it is Uh in nursing. I worked for a nurse midwife. She showed me, I had to do it, and now I teach it. Like that is literally how it goes. This is not necessarily that, right? So spending time really honing your personal craft, there's plenty of time. I feel like so much time. so the social media and the um, it does it's doing something to people's brains. I've even questioned, oh my gosh, I don't have a, a, a do I need a lot of like followers in order to be valid, to be legitimate? And I feel like there's this dopamine like rush, and that's rushing new practitioners to making an account and doing all these videos and showing everything about their spell work and now other people are liking it and slow down it's about the journey it really is about the journey and not just the result and the the thumbs up and the heart things and how many followers that you have and really isn't witchcraft about the craft and the spirits and even nature itself and how much yes. t- I know I'm I'm 40 something, right? So it might take me 20 minutes to make a TikTok video where it might take a 20 something 10 seconds. Like I understand that, but how much time are we devoting into that little silicone, right? Glass machine and not putting it down and going on that hike and then not telling anybody about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen unless I posted it on Facebook. Right? Picks or I don't believe it? Like, what's that saying? Picks or it didn't happen? Oh, right. <laughs> Picks or it didn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the... Yeah. It's just such a two-sided coin. It really is such a two-sided coin. But a lot lately, I've just been seeing the side of the coin that I don't like. You know? And, and watching people... Watching it change people and blow up an ego. It will feed that fucking ego, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because the more likes and the more outrageous we might be and the things that we're putting out there, it's, it's ego feeding. I agree. It also creates the opportunity to be thrown down the tunnel faster than you can go. Uh, like somebody who just learned the word manifestation, but now they're looking up how to do some, you know, crazy curse or, you know, just something that they haven't studied, don't have the, you know, knowledge to, to pull that off correctly. And then, yeah. I don't know, I just feel like it creates this, uh, like you were kind of saying, these people that have just shot themselves to the forefront without doing any of the work any of the reading, any of the practice be before getting to the meat of things, you know. Mm -hmm. I also feel like it, it social media could be cool because you could find other people with, you know, other witches. That's cool and you can come together as a community and, you know, try to make some things happen. But it also creates this little, oh, I'm just going to click I'm interested or I'm going oh. and then I don't <laughs> have to get out of my house i don't have to drive anywhere you know i mean probably like five percent on a good day of the people who say they're coming actually come to it yeah and i feel like that's yeah. that's a, a big shame it it'd be awesome if we used it to find each other and then actually go to these things to meet each other but it's always this kind of faceless words on a computer that no matter what your opinion is on anybody's question someone there's another comment about to come to argue with you about that when they could just possibly say what they think without having to dive into you know it just becomes a uh, a void a big void of bullshit yeah you know i i you were at this um i think it was the trance crap class are you talking about yeah. me? Yeah, this one was where, where Samuel was at. I'm pretty sure it was a trans class. Or maybe it was the Hecate class. I don't remember. It was one of those two. And there was um, a, a lady there who had a cool uh, sticker on her book. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool sigil. And she had a couple of times in the comments leading up to the class or had mentioned her coven. And I just thought, huh. I don't know what coven that is, and you know, I, I I'm interested when we when I meet her for her to like I, there must be a new coven in town. I'm thinking local, yeah. right? Yeah. And when I asked her about it, and she said, oh, "Oh, that's the symbol for my coven." I said, "Oh, what what coven is that?" And she had told me, and it was an online coven. And then I found out whose online coven it was. And then I said, oh, okay, like now I know what, now I know what we're, we're talking about here. And then she mentioned something about, she said something about all the different priestesses that are in this group and how they have a lot of really cool visions and they, they, they see stuff, but I don't really. And I'm not really sure if I, like she was looking down on herself and her own abilities because of what people she had never met in person were saying their experiences were. And I, I can't say that they weren't legitimately having those experiences, but is not a coven, whether it be in person or online, supposed to lift up its members and not make them feel less than? And so I, I mean, honestly, I just kind of looked at her and I said, 
So they say. You know, really, we can't we can prove that. You can't prove that. And it's just because you're not having these experiences or visions or meditations aren't telling you. I, I put, like, anyone that puts a lot of stock in their own meditations with the deities, I got I got some, I got a bridge to sell you. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot yeah. of money. And most likely, that is your brain just doing some stuff, right? You need a lot more uh, confirmation and things that are happening in the physical world for me to say this thing that you saw in your meditation was more than just your brain being active. You know, I don't I, care if you, I, I don't give a shit about your visions. What is your actual life like and what's your practice like and what are your results? Because you could see nothing. You could have no voice it, right? No clairaudience, no clairvoyancy, nothing. But if you get results from your work, girl, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Yeah. I I think uh, I have a few things to respond to that. All right. I think that, that is, I think that. That is why newer practitioners to the craft will, or to the practice, religion, whatever it is, want to give themselves a title mm-hmm. because it makes them seem so much more capable than what they probably are. I mean, I will, I will tell you straight up. At the beginning of my practice, swear to God, nary a spell worked. I couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I <laughs> was literally throwing things together, just like. I like magic enough to just throw it together and see what happens. None of it worked. None of it worked. And yet I still pushed and I still did and I still learned and I am now currently where I'm at, you know? So I think that by, it's cool to share a vision and we, me and me and T-Rex talk quite frequently about um, Facebook pages where people will say, what? I had a dream. What does this mean? You know? And you're like, I don't I don't know. Dream. What what does what does what does that mean to you? Or they'll post a picture of a feather on the ground. They'll be like, "Oh my god, I found this feather on my walkway. Is this a gift from the Fae?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Is is it? Like, is it a gift from? I don't know. I don't know because it's not. That's not about me. Right. It's about you found the feather. I didn't find the feather. Yeah. So I so I." So I think by sharing those things, that's you are, it's like, I presented this feather. If it happened to be something special, I gave this feather to you. You didn't give it to the 1400, 14,000 people that followed this Facebook page. You know, it was yeah. for you. Um, so I think that new, if I, if little old witchling me saw what, saw what social media was for which now I put a, I would have thrown up my broom hat. Out of my my broom and my hat, girl, because yeah. I would have been like, I can't accomplish this. Yeah. Even now, as a practicing, working witch, I see people post spell work, ritual work constantly, and I'm like, what in the hell are they doing? What is their life like to be able to work constantly all the time? Because then it makes me feel like I am not witch enough to be able to, because I should be casting spells like that right. every day. I should be in ritual space every day. And that's just not... I, to me, that is not living the practice. Mm-hmm. Living the practice does not require you to cast spells every day. Not even do ritual every month on the full moon. You don't have to unless you decide that that is what you want to do. Now, I think that that goes along with being motivated. Like you have to actively practice the craft to develop an energetic battery to do the bigger things. Because that's why you only see people posting 101s. Right. Is because 
no one shares the deeper stuff. And two, you just shouldn't be able to show that kind of stuff to people that are at a level one when you're a level 10, you know? Um, and it's not a, you are incapable. It is because you just are not capable now. You, when you continue to practice and work on it consistently through the next few years, will be capable then. But I think people want to be capable now. I want to do a money spell and I'm going to land $1,000 tomorrow and not go to work and just, it will land in my lap and I do nothing because that's what so-and-so did. That's what they said they did. Well, how do you know so-and-so did that? How do you know? You just, you just don't, you have to trust. So I think that, I think that it, it takes so much longer than what I think people probably perceive it to be. I'm not, I'm nine years in and I'm just now starting to get it together you know, enough to be able to do consistently practice, to be able to whip things together just out of my own mind, be mm-hmm. able to communicate and, and um, have those psychic uh, gifts, you know, develop. And they actually work and I have confirmations. Like, I'm at year nine and I'm just now starting to see active, valid, consistent results in my practice. It takes so long and it's supposed to take long because if you could throw a death spell at somebody one month in, then oh my god, you are a superhero. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're you would be ir- so irresponsible with magic. Even older practitioners are irres, in my personal humble dragged creature opinion, are irresponsible with the craft. It's just ir- it's to me what I am seeing is irresponsible because it's just in my in my personal mm-hmm. opinion it is mm-hmm. it's irresponsible. Yeah. Well, it's also a lot easier to kill than it is to, you know, give birth heal. to something. Oh, and heal. It's a 100%. lot easier to kill. Um, 100%. I think, you know, you do need to know how to kill in order to heal, right? So any any doctor, mm-hmm. any nerd, right? We have to know what's going to kill somebody so I know how to heal someone. The same thing for magic. It's easier to kill something than it is to birth it, to heal it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. that impressed by your, you know, your fantastic not yours you know but your fantastic uh hexes and curses um are you helping anybody are you helping yourself like what is your actual life like if you're constant also if you're constantly having to do magic to fix things there's a problem (laughs) and i don't think that it's anything but you yeah you shouldn't have to constantly be doing things to fix things you know, and that's when we're waiting for shit to fall apart or we have to dial it back and go, all right, what do I got to fix? You have to enchant things. Your life has to be enchantable, as one of uh, uh, teachers that I have says. You know, Jason Miller, I love that. I, that I, Is your life enchantable? And if you're constantly putting Band-Aids on things, you got to back up so that you don't have to do those Band-Aid things. Um, he had said something about... You know, it making you, I'm not doing this, but oh, someone else is doing this ritual. That's like, you know, just using Instagram. It's the Instagram feed. It's the TikTok page. It's the YouTube thing that ends up making people feel like their practice isn't good enough because it maybe it's not as crafted, pun word, right? It's not as beautiful and constructed the way that, um, a, a page that you follows is 
and that's really sad because some of those people that might go far in it then stop because their practice doesn't look like that or they don't have the money for that right or the privilege to right the aesthetic is not there i i think it was matthew Mm -hmm. venus who the other day was talking about someone who built a really big following by stealing their images Mm -hmm. you know stealing their Mm -hmm. images and crap right because we're all going to click like and follow on that page that looks real pretty, but that's not someone's own work. Mm-hmm. And I do have to say, if their work is that just stunningly beautiful, pretty gorgeous, it is fake. <laughs> it is not real. <laughs> I promise it's not. No one is working in, no one is working in my, like from how, I guess how I've seen magic to be worked. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't look pristine. It's not like no speck of dust, no speck of dirt. It is not curated. It, it just won't look like that. It's for a picture. It's for the follow. And I have no problem with people enjoying the witchcraft aesthetic. Sure. Not at all. I don't think that that's misappropriation or anything like that. It's a, it's a fad right now. I'm, it's a oh, fad. Yeah. Um, but it, but the follows do come from the aesthetics, so they will purposely make their pictures more pretty. They will throw a filter on it. They will take 45 minutes to place the crystals and everything accordingly and most beautifully because that's what people want to follow for, and that's totally valid. That's totally cool, but it, it's not active witchcraft. And in, 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 in my opinion, in my teacher's opinions, and her elders' opinions, you shouldn't show active witchcraft regardless. And any no. and any witch worth their salt, worth their salt, will not throw will not show active spell work, will not show active ritual work, will not show that because it's not meant to be shown. Right. It's just not. I, I so agree. so it's not gonna be active. It'll be something that's staged for a photo because mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think I follow many pages on my Instagram that post beautiful pictures of their altar of their spell work because i think it looks cool but do i think that they're actually that's an active altar that's an active spell work no that's from months ago after they see their results yeah i mean a devotional altar you know like my that the latest picture that i put up there that's devotion you're not going to see a damn thing on there that's an active spell work that i'm working i wouldn't do that and if I wanted to teach through a platform, a social media platform, that's fine, I think. And anyone that does, but don't use your active spell. I, t- I just don't understand why. And maybe it's because people don't know. And then when people ask, like, I just made my prosperity thing. It's so... Don't let's go. Let's go back to some old school Italian folk magic that my brain goes to. Is girl, no, you're gonna somebody that you know is following your page, don't like you. You know that is only drawing away from the power of your spell. That's the malocchio, right? Somebody's gonna steal some of that energy away. Put it aside. Talk. You want to talk about it, okay, but don't let anybody see it. I don't even think it really should be talked about anyway. If you've got questions about it, that's where it would be great to have. Seek out that teacher. Pay for the fucking class. Uh, you know? Pay for the class. Pay. The classes are out there. Pay for the class. Pay. Get your education pay. from someone that's actually put a class together. Pay for your knowledge. It's the same thing as 
you know, getting in the car and drive to the damn ritual. Like Braxis had mentioned, don't just click like and then follow the pictures later. Go to the damn ritual. Yeah, maybe it's going to take you an hour to drive there. I'm almost positive you're going to get something out of it, even if it's the, I wouldn't go there again. <laughs> I wouldn't do yeah. it that way. Well, you learned a way that you wouldn't do it, as opposed to a way that you might. I mean, there's absolutely no, like, retribution for not showing up after you've clicked that button, you know? Oh, I know. I mean, you missed something that might have helped you, you know what I mean? But in order just to be, I'm a witch, so I've got to click, I'm going, you know? Yeah. But then you just sat at home on your couch when it was going on. Yeah. And I, going back to the picture thing... uh Samuel had mentioned the picture of the feather in the path. And if that is a gift, I feel like you just demeaned the shit out of it by stopping and taking a, getting your cam, uh, phone out and taking a picture with your camera and then talking all about it on social media, you know? I mean, that I feel like if that was a gift from the Fae or, you know, your gods, then it should just be the, a personal between you type of thing. But now you've spread it all over the place, and I just, sometimes I feel like, I mean, I'm sure that there are appropriate times to talk about those things, but I don't know, man, I just feel like you... It's constant. You've totally, yeah, you've totally kind of broken that personal connection between that and uh, the thing that you received, so... Blah, blah, yes. Blah. No, I mean, I agree, like... How are you supposed to develop a connection to what you personally consider to be the divine if you're going to every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there asking what they think this sign means? Like, right. I, again, even the most accomplished practitioners will be like, I have no idea. I mean, this is what a feather typically means, but what does it did you mean to, to you? Yeah, does it think... mean to, did you happen to just do a ritual about freedom? Or a spell that required an air element, you know, and you used a particular feather that looked just like that one and you found it on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, like there are a bazillion reasons, just right. so, just in, incalculable. Right. So I would encourage you, whoever is listening out there, if you happen upon something that you are like, oh my God, that is a sign, take a seven second breath and just say out loud, okay. I'm believing that this is a sign. If this is, I am wishing to connect with whatever is presenting it to me and just wait. Take seven seconds out of your day to be like, what does this possibly mean? And if you get some type of divine inspiration, wonderful. You grab the feather or you leave it and you move on. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not getting anything. It's just a feather on the ground. Right. Not everything means something. Not every... So then move on. <laughs> right. And you can ask for, so there, and, and people might be listening and I said, well, I, I did that. I wrote that on the page and that's okay. Right. But how do we, how we're, we might sit here and talk about all the, the bad, the, the negative aspects, but one, a, a, a positive thing to do going forward would be, all right, spirit or whoever you're talking to, if this is a sign, I'm going to need to see this again. I would want to say, like, I want to see this repeat here for me three times, right? You can also then yep. try to diagnose it almost like a doctor in the ER. What were you just doing? What did you do yesterday? What, right? Like, let go back and what did you just do? Could that, could the one thing 
be connected to something behind you. And then I feel like a big thing of just put the, even like the dream dictionaries, I guess those can be simply helpful, but you know what? A plane to me, if I dream about a plane this week, it's going to have a very different meeting than somebody else that dreams about a plane and they lived in Portland for their whole life, right? If I dream about a cat, like I dreamt about a lot of kittens, shocker, <laughs> you know, is that that's my, you have to ask yourself, what does this symbolize to you? Because the symbol in the book or the symbol that somebody on a Facebook page is going to tell you it means might be what it means to them. As you develop that symbolism language, then you're enabling spirit to talk specifically to you. So get out a pen and paper and think about flower means, what do I think when I see flower? When I see a black candle, this is what I think. Uh, make yourself your own dictionary and then stick to that dictionary and that's your language between you and spirit. So the next time you dream about that, you know, orange cat, orange cat to you means X, Y, Z. And, and there you go. There you go. You don't, you don't have to ask on the Facebook page, what does a feather on a path mean? Because you're either, <laughs> either going to get something that is very general that you could Google yourself or something that is very personal to the person who is typing that message. <laughs> so like, so it does. Yeah. That you could Google yourself. You, it's, not, it's not personal. <laughs> yeah, I'm only laughing at the because uh, I, you know, we all see a lot of times where somebody took the time to write into their Facebook or whatever, you know, or their Twitter. I guess I don't tweet much. A question that you probably could have just Googled it in the same amount of time and got an answer. <laughs> And so, yes. you know, I guess if you want to ask the hive mind, hey, hive mind, I need some help here, of course. I've done that, too. But, yeah, most of that shit, you could probably Google it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do, we, how do we leave people with this, you know, conversation that we kind of complained about a lot of it or ripped it a bit apart? You know, how do we – because let's face it. Social media isn't going anywhere, right? It's not going anywhere. TikTok, which talk isn't going anywhere, and Instagram feeds aren't going anywhere. Um, how do you incorporate that in a positive way as opposed to all the negative ways that we pointed out? And that's a question that I put out there because I don't know, really. I feel I, I part of me is so it's just put it down, you know, really put it down for a while and focus on your own practice. But other than that, I really because I don't do it that much, so I don't know how to do that. And maybe maybe there's people out there that that know and have some ideas and they can always send us an email. And they can always call us up on Anchor, right? Leave us a little voice message. And if you do and you've got some ideas about it or you feel completely opposite than Braxis and Samuel and myself, you know, leave us a quick message and maybe we'll use it on the next podcast. But if you've got ideas on how you balance social media with your practice, I'd love to hear about it. Because I kind of just avoid it now. I just I really, honestly, I avoid it. I feel like it's a great way to meet like-minded people, but then no one ever really meets. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
I feel like it's an awesome uh, phone book or which directory, <laughs> but mm-hmm. then nobody does anything with that information except for, you know, two the or same, three comments here. Yeah, yeah, here and there and a like there. And, you know, it it's a to make a community of witches, we've, we've, we should as much as we can. And I'm not saying that we can't as a bigger, you know, community come together through the social media. I mean, that's what it's for, for mm-hmm. somebody who can't, you know, from Texas all the way up to here or, or wherever uh, or across the world. It, that's the good thing about it. But I feel like as much as you can, you should get out. Your and, own local community. Yes. Then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people that when shit goes and hits the fan, you're going to want to know those people yes. by name, by face. You, you want to hang out with them for a while. If it's the apocalypse and you go over to which Johnny Joe and Sarah Bob and they're definitely not as cool as they were on Facebook and social media you want to know that right away so you should meet with those people Mm -hmm. who are in your community yeah and I think even today we can do that still safely you know what I mean our rituals have moved out they're outside and they'll be outside you know so we're still doing that. And, and I, I think, you know, Braxis brings up the on click interested or, or going, and there could be 65 people that click interested or going. Hopping over to my, you know, the God speak, the trans prophecy class, there's probably 70 people that are clicking going or interested. I know there'll be less than 10 that walk in that door. Yeah. I know it. And I think yeah. eight, or nine years of us doing ritual every Sabbath, we've seen that the same 10 to maybe 15 for lucky people right. show up. And, and that's fine. What did we, we, but, we took like three rituals and like figured out the percentage and wasn't it just like 10%? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and if you're afraid to go, grab a friend. Right. You know, there's always going to be someone who is their first time. And no one's always. forcing you to click the button that you're going when you damn well know you're not. <laughs> right. And that's the part that makes yeah. it upsetting. It's like, no, we don't, you know, they're trying to make themselves look more. No one will know if I went or not. They'll just see that it said I was right. going. You, you got to think of the people, though, too, that are uh, that are creating these spaces for you and planning these rituals for you and yeah. they're seeing like oh people are coming that they're going to be preparing for your ass to walk in the door right. or show up in that yeah. field and when you don't yeah. it's like damn you know yeah. i just Think bought about the people 70 that are... candles for no fucking right reason. i just printed out 30 yeah. cheat sheets of the chance so i could hand this out to 10 the same 10 people that's not like you gotta yeah. think about your people that are that are trying to create these spaces for you too um there's always someone that's new. Say, hey, it's my first time. I'm feeling a little bit of nervous about this. Somebody will take your hand. There'll be a hospitality person, I'm sure. You know, so just mm-hmm. go and get out there, I feel like. Um, and Go ahead. I go agree. Ahead. I agree. You got to okay. um, uh, so you can become. I think I have. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to keep things sacred. Don't be afraid to keep things sacred. Keep yeah. things quiet. Keep things protected. I am an overly cautious person. Just keep keep your practice protected, safe. And when you feel the need to reach out to somebody, let it be a true need to reach out to somebody, not 
what does lavender do in spell work? Right. If that could be that could be a that could be an exercise. If you feel the need to type a question to somebody on Facebook or make a general comment, look at Google first. Mm-hmm. Just look at Google. You know, just I mean, it is there for you. And sift through the fifteen hundred um, articles that you can read, because then you might be like, "Ooh, lavender is good for dream work," but I don't dream very much, or I don't care to dream, so I'm going to use it as a sleep aid, right. rather than for dreaming you know so there so do it do it because then when you happen upon lavender and someone's like oh my gosh what do you use lavender for i use lavender differently you use it for this then a conversation is built and a connection happens even over the simplest of herbs is lavender right um second of all um don't be afraid to spend your money i am a cheap old witch i buy all my (laughs) candles at the dollar tree I, uh, every tool that is meaningful to me is made by my own hands. It doesn't cost a lot of money, but if it doesn't cost money, it'll cost time. It'll cost effort. I mean, if you are affluent and you can spend $150 on an athme, go off. Mine is literally a pocket knife that has served me well for years Mm -hmm. and I just adore it. So it doesn't. It can cost a lot of money. In my practice, over the nine years I've been practicing, has costed me just a significant amount of money. The things I buy for myself that I'm like, ooh, cute for myself, happens to also be for my practice. Right. So, yeah. So, so spend it, and and if you really don't have a lot of money, do what is within your means, because whatever you put into it, you're going to take out of it. It's more and the if you put though. your, I yes. If you put your time, your effort, your money, and your energy into it, what you get back is so much more. Yeah. Just so much more. It it it, it takes the, it takes a lot. It does take a lot, and I don't want that to seem what is it um, daunting. And if you're really daunted by that, maybe it, maybe take a step back and say, "Hey, what is my what is my reasoning for doing this?" Right. And if you're even more gung ho, like, "Oh my gosh." that's daunting that seems intense I want to do it and it emboldens you then I am so happy that that does because it will take so much effort but it, the what you get out of it is just the most incredible beautiful wonderful vibrant life as a witch I don't see my life in 3D I see it in 5D 10D the way that we interact in the world is different and it's beautiful and incredible and I think you deserve it so allow yourself to deserve it and, and put in the effort put in the work yeah. Spend your last seventy five dollars on the trans prophecy class, and <laughs> yeah. see what uh, and buy, see what happens right. from it. Buy, you see, can buy yourself. I, Sorry, go ahead. So go ahead. Go ahead. You know you're fine, and I one hundred percent promise you, you are going to get not just like talking about the class, but like whenever I spend money on my practice on my spirits, I get it back tenfold somehow. If I spend thirty dollars on a bottle of Tugamora Jew and I only have forty dollars, it just so happens that I get booked for two readings the next day and I make eighty dollars. You know, like it it will come back to you. And if what's stopping you is money, then pick the herbs outside. <laughs> like I don't know, like there is there is so many ways to go about this. That's yeah. not just dedicated on money. But when you spend it, you get it back. I promise to somebody who has been probably just an obscene amount of money <laughs> right. over the years. And whoever it is you're trying to honor or communicate with or dedicate yourself to is, is definitely going to see the action of it. 
whether it was yes. spending money or I don't have any, so I'm going to make this thing. So yes. just get out there and, and get the things either way. Yeah. Either way. And if you have, like maybe you don't have the talent to make XYZ, but you can find somebody. I pulled somebody up as I couldn't remember his last name. Um, you know, I am not a blacksmith, right? So I could go out and buy the athame. I could use that pocket knife. Maybe because the knife is going to be heavy used in my practice and I would love to have it made, but I don't, I can't do that. Then you go find your pagan and your witch artisans and spend oh. your money with those people before you go into the Walmart and buy in the, pa- the fact that they have a black handled knife in there. And let me tell yeah. you, when you find those magical practitioners that also craft tools or craft, um, you know, the oils or something like that, incense, you're going to get a little, you're going to learn something, right? You might learn something. I might learn like, hey, what they put in this oil. I think I could make this. That's okay to do that too. But if I want to get, if I like going back to that Asame, I can go to somebody like Marcus McCoy. He's Troll Cunning Forge. Go check out his work, right? That's an inspiring um, Instagram feed right there. And really, that's where I feel like I want to leave it off at is your social media things that you follow should inspire you, but not make you feel less than. It's and not a competition. Un- it's not a competition. It's a and unfollow some if you're feeling, if you're noticing that you're feeling bad about your practice, unfollow a few. It's okay to stop listening. It's okay to stop watching for now. That's taking care of yourself. If they're, if it's making you feel bad because it's so great, stop looking at it. Right? Go back mm-hmm. to it later when you're feeling a little bit more... Uh, stronger in your practice follow a few that you don't feel intimidated by and stick with that it's but. it's like playing drums it's not about what you can't do it's about what you, you can, can do so mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm seeing drummers do shit that I'm just like oh my god oh my god I'll never be able to do that but then I think wait but I can do all these other things and I shouldn't punish myself and that kind of makes it great to kind of find those people because then it aspires you to want to figure what was it he did right and you right. can take this to your witchcraft witchcraft mm-hmm. practice but you know what was it that he did let me analyze that let me slow it down let me really look at that and then you start to do it on your own and pretty soon you can do that thing too and you've added another a few words of vocabulary to your skills so that you can now tell a, a more interesting story. <laughs> so just knocked over the phone. <laughs> but so, I, I, yeah, I just feel like that I'm glad that there are people out there who are better than me because that inspires me to be as good as they are. It should right. never be a competition. It should always be a brotherhood or a sisterhood. And if you're out there, you know, dissing the shit out of people... Uh, I've met a few drummers before that I was, you know, was excited to talk to and, and be like, oh, we're going to talk shop and I might learn something new, but they were dicks. They were just, you know, acted like it was a competition and, and what they've got is, you know, can't be taught or whatever. So, uh, but that didn't discourage me. Right. I still feel like it's a, it's a brotherhood and I always like to see that it aspires, makes me aspire to be, you know, like that person's 
skill set, basically. Yeah. I don't want to be that person, but yeah. have that same yeah. skill. Yeah, and you want to work harder at your craft, whatever yeah. your craft is. And that is. means taking lessons and right. reading books and sitting in a fucking yeah. room for eight hours by yourself playing the same goddamn thing over and yeah. over again. Buy the books. Because yeah. that's the only thing you're good at. <laughs> right. You're like, I'm good at this. So but I'm, I yeah, but I'm fucking at, real good at that. Yep, yep. You know it. Well, I think this was a good chat. Yeah, we got a lot. I knew we'd have a lot to say about it. I was like, what could we talk about really off the cut? Oh, I know we could talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody anybody have any last thoughts before we play another Black Market Vinyl or Black Market Vinyl. Vinyl. Black Market Vinyl was played on a French radio station. And so it was really cool to hear a lot of French. Oh. And then Black Market Vinyl. Yeah. My boys are walking around the house going, Black Market Vinyl. Vinyl. <laughs> vinyl. I love that. That's how you should start um, yeah. introducing yourself then. Vinyl. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess we'll wrap up our thoughts if we want. And... See yeah, I'm, I I think I said what I need to say. Yeah, yeah. inspire. I, let it inspire it's, you. It's just like anything else. It's, it's It can be a tool, and it can be a great tool, but in the wrong hands or with the wrong intent, it, it sucks, and it can be a, a downtrodden on your intent and your spirits and your happiness. And so it's just really how Practice. we're going to use it, how... The fuck are we gonna use it? Right. Um, I agree with let it let this inspire you. Let the hard work ahead of you inspire you to do better, to try harder. If you can't do anything, take a step back and just wait for you to get the energy to do it again yeah. because it does take energy. Um, also. Look for other people's credentials if you are on social media and you are asking so, this high priestess an insane amount of questions and you're just like, okay, well, how did you become a high priestess? Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, what, what does that mean? Do not take anybody's word for it. Make your own connections. If it sounds fishy, it probably is fishy. Mm-hmm. Trust your intuition and look for credentials. Right. What my what my wonderful elders have taught me, and they come from African traditional religions, is that people have credentials. If they don't offer credentials, they're illegitimate, and you should stay far away from them. Right. So uh, right. ask who, if they initiate, ask who initiated them, ask when they initiated them, ask probing questions. Because that person who, that, that that true practitioner will not mind said probing questions because they have answers. They sure. only get pissed off, angry, and upset if they don't have answers to those very legitimate and, quite frankly, important and relevant questions, especially now. Right. And that's not thank to you. say that... <laughs> and thank you. And that's thank not to you. say that everybody needs credentials. But if you're putting yourself out there as someone who is credentialed, then you should be yep. open to those questions. As someone who was ordained, right? Just because someone is credentialed in whatever track that they're on, also <coughs> remember that that person as a priest, priestess, priestix, whatever that title is called, isn't always there at your beck and call. 
either. Period. You know? Period. There's going to be, yep. I have, have people sometimes that, you know, I may have mentioned before on this podcast how I've been a volunteer in state prisons and I am there for them while they're there and I am there for them when they come out via our Facebook group where here will be some rituals you can attend to help you transition. But when you're in my DMs and expecting me to like priest, I, I am not your priestess in that way, right? Don't mm-hmm. be messed, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're invited into someone's DMs, check yep. yourself, right? Like check yourself and realize yep. that even if they are credentialed, they have probably a job and a family yep. and personal mm-hmm. time. And if they're mm-hmm. leaving a sp- place for you in their comments, keep it in their comments. You know, I'm not anybody that I'm taking a class from and practicing 23 years, I'm still going to take, I love, I love a class I, and, it, and it might love be something class. that I'm familiar with, but I want to hear how they teach it and I want to get their ideas. I am not proud enough to not be also a student as I am a teacher, but I'm not going to be, you know, in that teacher's DMs asking questions that I could ask on the Facebook page. So remember that not everybody is, is available to you when you want them to be available to you. You're probably mm-hmm. going to get more from them if you follow the right channels that they're asking you to follow. Follow you know? the ch- It takes time, girl. I, yeah. Yeah. With you, I remember. I remember. Yeah. You got to go to the rituals first, show face. Yes. Talk and enjoy. Talk and enjoy. After two or three rituals, then slide into the DM because then the person's like, oh my gosh, I know who you are, actually, not some <laughs> random person right. of a 1400 page Facebook page. Right, right. There's a reason they say <laughs> marry meat. Yeah, true. <laughs> right? True. All right, you guys. I think this is a good comment. Like I said, if anybody else has comments and thoughts, we have our our email. You can leave us a message there. You can drop in on our, on our social media. <laughs> <laughs> or you can leave us a message on the Anchor FM um there's a cool little tool where you can literally call the show. It's just sort of, Ooh. you record a message and it will apparently alert me via an email that we have a message. And if it's if it's uh, fun or cool enough. And what is our or, email address? Our email address is like hoof.horn.podcast. Okay. I should probably check that before I write it down, right? Before you say it. Before, or, yeah, before I say it, I'm in my phone right now. It's uh, hoof.horn.podcast at gmail.com. So here's one more Black Market Vinyl song, and now we all can say goodnight. Bye. Goodnight. Bye. 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 <laughs>I must go down to the seas again, to the lonely sea and sky, and all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. Thank <laughs> you.